0: From the Ram Studio, connected by AT&T, welcome to the Wild Card Round edition of Between the Horns. It is January 3rd, 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Miles Simmons. I've got DeMarco Farr to my right. Our producer, Matt, is behind the camera. And we've got playoff football to talk about.
1: I, I kind of want to pinch you right there. Why? Just If you say ouch, then it's real. Oh, if I say I don't want to pinch myself, I don't want to to cause myself pain. I want to cause you pain. Go ahead, pinch me. It's real. You said wild card weekend. I said wild card weekend. And we're doing the show Saturday, January sixth, five fifteen
0: kickoff this
1: Saturday, and the Rams are involved. Hell yeah, that's awesome. For the first time
0: since two thousand and four, the Rams have clinched a playoff berth, and they are. They are in the playoffs, and, and this is going to be fun this week. Yeah,
1: going to be good. Uh, good opponent, uh, good football team. I'm glad you got the rest versus San Francisco, mm-hmm. so there's no hiccups there. I mean, every team has to deal with some bumps and bruises, some alleys, and whatnot. But for the most part, your protected guys got through Week 17 healthy. So you're going to go into Saturday with – a full complement on offense and defense—that's that, always good.
0: Yeah, and this is something I think we we talked about this last week. You know, you want to be able to rest the starters mm-hmm. basically because you know you already have a home playoff game locked up, and then beyond that, it's the playoffs. You know, no matter what happens, you're going away anyway. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people made a lot about the fact that, oh, well, if the Rams don't get the number three seed, then they can't host the the NFC Championship game at like all. Who speaks like
1: that? Who speaks like that? You know, who, who speaks are you like imitating? That? The Twitter people. The the Twitter people talk like that. Yes, they you talk You can't like hear that. them when they tweet.
0: But that's the voice that they have inside my head.
1: Fine enough. Okay, go ahead. But this is what you hear. Yes. Okay. That, that's what I mean. when what And what, what you like. see, scary. I should hold up a mirror the next time you do that. <laughs> that is a scary voice. Anyway, the, the Tordid people said what now?
0: They said that <laughs> that if you don't play the starters, there's no chance of possibly hosting the NFC Championship game, which, you know, is looking very far down the road, especially right. when you have to have a one-week-at-a-time mentality in the playoffs. But you still got... The not necessarily ideal outcome, but because you know the Rams lost. Ideally, you win that game and you lock it up. But you got the rest, and you still got the three seed. And now the Rams will face the Falcons. Which that sort of sequence at the end of the after the end of the game, Mm -hmm. where I think you were probably outside the locker room Mm -hmm. waiting for Sean McVay. Yes, right. Yes, when those games ended.
1: Right, we started to find out who your opponent that yes. you drew Atlanta right when the players were coming in. Right, uh, so weird. I mean, that was a weird moment. Um, you know, just for me doing that the post game. Yes, yeah. Okay, the team I'm is ready, coming yeah. in and they just lost. So this is you know not the environment. But then you started to hear that okay, you drew Atlanta. So you're moving off the L into next week while you're still dealing with the L. It, yes. was, weird. it weird, was weird, 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 It was weird, yeah, and yeah. it happened all very, very quickly. I don't mind that. I wish, I mean, look, if it happened again next year, fine, so be it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're moving on into the postseason. This is all good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, you've got
0: Jimmy Garoppolo, and, yeah. you know, he went 5-0 and with the Niners down the stretch this season, which is, you know, good for them. Um, and they
1: did what they were supposed to do. Right. Look, it's, if you want to play backups against their starters, then so be it. and. Yeah. They treated the Rams as such. Um, they looked like the better football team because, to a man, they probably were yeah. on game day.
0: And that's because the Rams were resting yeah. their starters, and that's, and that's fine. Right. So, yeah, but they – you have the Rams now who are well-rested, mm-hmm. and they're going to face a Falcons team that – Had to defeat Carolina in order to guarantee their spot in the postseason. As it turned out, they would have been in anyway because Arizona defeated uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and now there's going to be all kinds of upheaval in Arizona, which is interesting. But just getting the Falcons in that draw, I think what you're saying is interesting the way things happen post game as you had to move, you're, you're moving off that L very quickly because when you're in the locker room now, you know, instead of talking to Sean Mangan about things that happen, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like, yes, Sean Mangan will get to you, but Jared Goff, what do you think about facing right. the Falcons? And right. Todd right. Gurley, what do you think about facing the Falcons? And Gurley is like, I just found that out a minute ago. I really don't have an opinion, guys. Like, right. sorry. You I,
1: have to – I mean, you have to start your your breakdown. I mean, I, I bet for the coaches and, and the players, mentally it started right then. Yes. Okay, who, who does Atlanta have on their team? Who's going to block me? Who's going to cover me? You know, who's coaching? All that sort of stuff. So you're learning as you go. But it wasn't, hey, we drew Atlanta, yay. This is the easy route to the NFC championship. Sure, yeah. No, it's – We know our opponent now. Right. That's all. We can just focus. Now we know who it is. Now we can focus on... You know, playing our best game to beat them.
0: Right, and, I, and let me make that clear. Like, I wasn't yeah. trying to say that they, yeah, yeah. They, they thought it was easy. No, or no, no, because no. it, it, that wasn't the mood or the vibe or anything. It's that. just
1: we know who it is. Yeah. We can put a face to the name now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um. So that'll be. It's obviously going to be a really fun matchup, and we'll dive into that um, a little bit more as the show goes on. But I do want to wrap up some things from the 2017 regular season. Yeah. Okay. Since we now know the Rams went 11 and 5. Pretty remarkable turnaround from going 4 and 12 in 2016. And one thing I I do think we got to bring up is that the Rams led the league in points, led the league in scoring, which, Mm -hmm. again, pretty remarkable turnaround considering they averaged 14 points per game in 2016. You finished the year scoring 29.9 points per game. Let's just round up
1: to 30. It's so funny. It's like uh, my grandmother, and you probably can identify with this, but a floor model TV does that make sense to you? Yeah, the old school TVs, floor model.
0: I've seen them in museums. I'll put a link. Okay, that. fair enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's you went from that to say a flat screen. Yeah. Uh, you modernized your offense. Um, before you were trying to do it the old-fashioned way, the hard way. Yeah. Uh, keep it close, play defense, punt, try to win that way. I mean, zero margin forever. Uh, right. This is a completely different. This is more modern, like you said. Uh, Sean McVay, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. This offense can score with the best of them. They can put pressure on the other side of the field, the other quarterback, yeah. that, hey, look, if you make a misstep, if the Rams take the ball away, we're going to score, and now you have to play catch-up. And if you mess up again, now we're two scores ahead. So uh, it, it puts teams right where you want them defensively because of this offense. So, yeah, uh, with Atlanta coming in, with Julio Jones, I mean, that is a scary prospect. If they get hot, if he gets in a rhythm, now Julio Jones still hasn't been covered Yet. I don't care who's out there with him or what you're trying to, what coverage you have. You can't find a way to cover him up. So, uh, without the benefit of a good offense to at least match that or at least put the heat on them, you've almost got no chance. So, this will be a different matchup than when we saw Atlanta last. Oh, no question. Yeah, about yeah. That. There, there's actually something coming off this sideline to scare them.
0: You know, uh, somebody asked Jared Goff in Goff's press conference on Tuesday. Um, have you gone back and watched the film of last year's game at all you know just to yeah. see like, what did he say no good no. <laughs> and that yeah. was the end of his answer good I mean, yeah. yes, that's not a game that I think anybody is going to go back and say, what can we learn from this? No. Like, there's nothing you can learn from it. No, that. that's and
1: stuff I, your mom does, bringing well, <laughs> out your most embarrassing videos. You never go to those. Your family member does. Right. Hey, watch this. This is when he did X, Y, and Z. Why would you go back and watch that? Th-
0: there's it's no a reason. horror show for him. I Well, right, for him. I, I'll say this. I went back and watched it because <laughs> I was sort of interested in seeing, okay, what, what was that game? How did you feel
1: after watching that again? Ugh. Depre- why would you do that? I, I yeah. just,
0: I wanted to see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I guess I, I watched it for a couple of reasons. One, because the Rams did play that team last year. And you're right. you're, you're seeing... Sort of. Di- right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, the Rams franchise played Fair the enough. Falcons franchise. Right. And I think Robert Woods said this yesterday. Look, they're... Each year is so different. This is right. a obviously very 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 different Rams team. Mm-hmm. It's a different Falcons team too. They scored 200 fewer points this season yeah. with a lot of the same personnel but oh by the way, yeah. you know, your your former offensive coordinator is now with San Francisco and your former quarterbacks coach is now here as right. offensive coordinator. I,
1: I never even – I didn't put much stock into it, and this is me being naive to that Super Bowl hangover, when you don't win the Super Bowl and how long really? that takes to get over. I never put that much stock into it because every season is different. But if we are climbing Mount Everest and we get, say, 500 feet from the summit.
0: Where are you going with I'm just this? saying.
1: And then all of a sudden they put us back to the bottom of the mountain. So we went all, through all this – Hell, to get to the top, and we didn't win. And now we got to go all the way back and start over. That's going to last into the regular season mm. yeah, for any football team. Well, Even you- when you win, it's going, to, it's going to overshadow your regular season some. I can only imagine what that must have felt like. You were in control of that game. You were up 28-3. to three. You should be champions, mm-hmm. and you're not. So uh, it's taken a little something off of them. Uh, but here they are. They're still in the postseason. They still have a chance to do it again.
0: Yeah, and they still know how to get things done. Yeah. Um. And I think that's that's part of again part of the reason why you I I went back and watched it. In, yeah. In terms of okay, where is this team? You know, as in the Falcons, where are they compared to last year? But also, where are the Rams compared to last year? Yeah. And you know, it's not just the helmets and the fact that they only have now one blue stripe on the pants, which actually was kind of striking as you go back and you look at last year's uniforms and you're like, oh. But at the same time, it's just everything about this Rams team is different. True. And, you know, from the way Jared Goff looks when he just drops back to pass to the way Todd Gurley looks when he's running the ball, you know. To the way they
1: stretch and warm up everything. I think last season, Atlanta's arrow was definitely pointed that way and the Rams, we didn't know then, was pointed that way. Well, Now it's a little bit different. Both teams are ascending yes. here. So it's, it's this will be a better matchup than what we saw last season. No doubt. Uh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, but going back to um, the Rams scoring the most points in the league. So they actually scored the fourth most points in franchise history, mm-hmm. only eclipsed by the three um, the three teams from basically the best, greatest show on turf era where Kurt Warner was slinging it around, right? Yeah. So I think the 0-1 team, had 503 points. The, the 99 team, your the Super Bowl team, had 526 and then 540 in 2000. So those are the only yeah. three teams that have scored more points than the Rams 478 this year.
1: Well, us old guys, you know, the guys that were on those 99 teams, the 01 teams, you know, they've come to L.A. and they've seen this offense. We've talked about Todd Gurley, talked about Jared Goff, mm-hmm. talked about this entire football team. And early in the season when they would try to make comparisons – to us, to to those teams, we would say, stop. Yeah. That's unfair. Well, at the end of the year, the similarities are striking. Uh-huh. Hot running back. Not just a guy that can carry the football traditionally, but out of the backfield. Who does that sound like?
0: That sounds like Marshall Falls. It
1: sounds like. I mean... The, the styles couldn't be any more different, but the effect is the same on the defense. Right? Yeah, there's, there's not much you can do if they get rolling. Uh, Kurt Warner out of nowhere. Jared Goff is a reborn guy from mm-hmm. one season to the next, so similarities there. Uh, and Orlando Pace was probably the best left tackle. You've got one of the best left tackles protecting your quarterback's blindside. Defensively speaking, I mean, 99 and 94. Uh, they can get after just about anybody. So the the similarities to those teams, are there. I'm glad the production is actually there behind it. Yes. Yeah. Now, the only thing left to do is you got to win in winning time. Yes. Yeah. This week, Next week, if you get there, and the week after. Right. And then we'll talk.
0: Right. Oh, well, no, for sure. But I think that, you know, I, I think what you're saying is true. You know, when you start the comparisons in the beginning of this season, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, hold, you know hold up. Yeah. But now you can kind of see that the numbers do bear that out. And, and good
1: receivers, too. I mean, yes, maybe yeah. not Hall of Fame guys yet, but, I mean, the effect is the same. Professional mm-hmm. route runners, for the most part, they catch everything thrown to them. Mm-hmm. I think Robert Woods plays in anybody's era. Yes. I think Cooper Cup plays in anybody's air mm-hmm. and anybody's offense. Yes. So, like you said, the, the similarities are there. Uh, the ages and coaches, not the same. No. Yeah. <laughs> Dicky V was on the opposite side of Sean McVay. But, yes. yeah, I mean, the, the attention, the detail, and the intensity to which he teaches and coaches and game plans is similar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As as we are sort of talking about the uh, greatest show on turf era, definitely shout out to Isaac Bruce no for doubt. becoming hey. a pro football Hall of Fame yes, sir. finalist. Um, and we will figure out who will exactly be in the pro football Hall of Fame uh, the night before the Super Bowl, I believe that. It, is.
1: Randy Moss, she win. If it came down to, between Isaac Bruce and T.O., I'm sorry T.O., I want him as a teammate and I want him on my football team versus you. And you were a nightmare. But if Isaac doesn't get in before you, there's a problem. That's all I'm saying. There is a problem. Yeah.
0: That's not coming from a teammate bias,
1: though. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Look, T.O. was great, but how many locker mm -hmm. rooms did he tear apart? Right. No. Okay. I, look, you're making you're making the <laughs> argument. The whole point is to you, be a great you're team making, and you're win. This for your
0: teammate. <laughs> right. And I uh, agree. Look, look. I mean, Isaac Bruce is the fifth most receiving yards in the history of the
1: NFL. Yes. Like that
0: that alone should get you into the yes. football. Yes. He's got the
1: exaggerated but. numbers just like the other guys. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And but when you get all the way down to it, better football player actually means and 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 being a great teammate should factor in. Not being somebody that your locker room hates. I'm just saying.
0: I think, no, and and I think that coming from that player perspective, that that matters. It matters to me.
1: That should matter, period, when you're talking about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hence, pro. Professional. Yeah. Behave professionally (laughs) at all times. Well, you know, and I didn't expect to talk this much about this, but...
0: You're talking about like guys like Kurt Warner, you know, and he yes. said in his speech, you know, the, I feel like I embody the pro aspect of the Pro Football Hall of Fame almost more than most people. Because Guess who he learned the, how to be a pro from? That, you're cutting me off on my point. I'm just it's, saying, it's, it's, cause Sorry. it's not just the NFL Hall of Fame; it's Pro Football pro Hall of Fame. Pro football. So. I think it's interesting that you're you're expanding this definition of professional not just to the level of football which you're playing, but the manner in which you go about your business on a daily basis. Yes, that's what it, that's what Pro Football Hall of Fame means to you.
1: I'm not, and look, I like Tio. I'm not. I'm not trying to dump on the guy. I don't I'm just think you are. You're up with my guy, uh, and and I hate the fact that people more people know him than this guy. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that you should be idolizing, not a guy that does this all the time.
0: Is DeMarco points to himself.
1: Yes. That's what he Yeah, was, I don't think TO can say we not me. Hmm? I don't think he can say that ever. This guy over here, probably Isaac Bruce, would never say it. That's not his style. But that's what he embodies. Right. It's not about me, it's about us. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. TO is the guy
0: who said I love me some me.
1: End of story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, but you made the comparison sort of to the to, uh, Marshall Falcon and Todd Gurley. Yes. And I, I think... You know Todd Gurley's season is MVP caliber. We talked about this a lot on the last podcast. He has since been eclipsed in rushing yards by Kareem Hunt, who got one carry for 35 yards yep. to take the rushing title in last week's yeah. game. <laughs> but like, it happens. Which yeah, I it mean happens. good on Andy Reid for doing that. He begged Andy Reid. He said, "Coach, just let me do it. Just I,
1: I'll, I'll get, I'll get in, I'll get the record, and then I'll be out." Good for and him. They said, yeah. yeah. He said, and "All he right, swar- I gotta swar- admire that." Play, right? Yeah. So, yeah, one yeah. play, 35-yard touchdown. That's a big deal. Good for him. That's tremendous, yeah. yes.
0: And it, as Gurley um, pointed out post-game when folks were asking him about it, it's two rookies in a row that have won the rushing title, Zeke Elliott and now Kareem Hunt. So that that is kind of a cool thing.
1: No doubt. I mean, look, running backs and you know team success, uh, look, they go through – H-E-double hockey sticks. Can I say that word? You can say hell. They they go through hell from what they, uh, I mean. I'm sure you already did say hell. I'm just saying. I just spelled it. Twice today. Yes. Thank you. But, I mean, just consider what they have to go through. I mean, they're getting hit by everybody. Uh, They're the toughest guys on the football team. So, you know, if running backs have a chance to take a day off and it may sacrifice a rushing title, then that's big of him to do because it's it's tough to be at the top of these lists. But, you know, every time somebody exalts that Emmett, Emmett Smith is the greatest running back of all time because of his numbers, I bet there's a guy in Detroit named Barry that just smiles because he could have had those championships. He yeah. could have been the number one rusher. It's not him. Right. He, it's about Ws, wins and losses and trophies. Stepped down before. So um, I think you all know who the best running back in the league is. By a wide margin, regardless yes. if he's one or two on the rushing yes. list. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I would agree with you, but he is still number one um, in yards from scrimmage, mm-hmm. number one in touchdowns, number one in rushing touchdowns. So I think there is a really good argument to be made for him being the most valuable player. Um, but you, you know, you talk about we not me, and you talk about how. Um, Gurley, you know, it probably big of him to take mm-hmm. that step back and get that rushing title. But that's just, that's who he is. That's who he's always been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, I don't know how much we talked about this on the podcast, but uh, before the season, back in April, uh, me and a couple of our other producers here went to Tarboro, North Carolina, which is where Todd Gurley went to high school, won uh, a few um, um, state championships there mm-hmm. um, w- at, in high school. And there was a point, or we were talking to his high school coach, and his high school coach, uh, Jeff Craddock, was saying, you know, Todd was so good, but he was always so about the team that he, mm. there was a point where, you know, they're playing in an important game, and, the, you know, coach is looking around, and he's saying, wait a minute, where's Todd? Where's Todd? On his headset, and then, you know, the offensive coordinator's in the booth, and he says, well, Todd's, like, standing right next to you, and he <laughs> turns, and he's like, Todd, what are you doing here? <laughs> he's like, you should be on the field, and he's like, oh, I'm just trying to give my teammates some burn, coach, you know? Nice. Because... And the way Todd explained that to us was he saw that, you know, he was doing well and whatnot, but he always felt like his teammates could do well too. And, okay, you know, he's right. like, you know, we're all trying to improve ourselves. We're all trying to to better our lives, and we're all trying to be great for this team. So I, it's a long way of saying that Todd Gurley has always had that team first kind of attitude. Yeah. And that's just who he is.
1: Yeah. Well, you, I mean, it was early to me. Um, how high his football IQ is? Um, that run in Arizona, Arizona I, yeah. yeah, where he iced the football game, yeah, long 30 run, thirty yards. Yeah. He had
0: a chance to go in for a touchdown, and instead Brilliant. he went right down to the ground, and that gave the Rams the win.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know half the league, maybe even more, would do that. Right. You got a chance to score. I mean, and, and do your funny end zone celebrations. We could I mean, do them back in '15, but or yes. I mean, just do whatever. I mean, yeah. to sacrifice your chances. In the spotlight for a victory. I mean, to put that ahead of celebrating, I thought was was huge. And you see those little decisions here and there throughout the year. I mean, even this year, uh, just knowing where to go, how to go, what the game situation is. Um, when your football IQ is at tailback is just about as high as your quarterback, man, you got a special football team. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's why he has become this MVP candidate. And you know what? You you just have to credit everybody mm-hmm. for the way that this season has worked out for him.
1: Yeah, especially him. And it also challenges other people to be as smart. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You got to know that you got to know the game situation. Yeah, and that's that's not always easy to do. Um, but also Jared Goff. You know, talking about wrapping up 2017, uh, the 2017 regular season. Like, th- because of what Todd Gurley's done, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's kind of overshadowed what Jared Goff has done. But it- it's almost like Jared Goff is like the-, the second fiddle, the kind of the footnote, you know? Yeah, yeah. But Jared Goff really had an outstanding season in any respect. And, and you especially when you couple that with what he went through, and the way that things went for him last year in
1: 2016. True. Uh, You know those screens that we love to talk about, and we love to watch Todd Gurley run, and they have a lot of success. Well, it's not just all about his ability. I mean, in the open field, it is his his ability. But the timing, the offensive line and Jared Goff delivering the football on time in the right spot, Yes, I mean, is very determinate on this screen working, this play working. So... Uh, To keep Todd Gurley on the field, you have to keep the offense on the field. Mm -hmm. That's not just 30. That's Jared. Yep. That's Jared making plays, spreading the ball around, making that defense feel like, my God, they have 13 guys out here. Mm -hmm. And then you have to deal with this hammer. So, yeah, I mean, the pre-snap penalties, the the turnovers are down. You know, time of possession is probably right where you want it. So, yeah, that's – those are all good quarterback numbers, which points to Jared Goff having a fantastic year.
0: Yeah, and he finished uh, 2017 completing 62% of his passes, just over 3,800 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and 100.5 passer rating. Yeah. So that's, that's fifth in the league in passer rating, and I believe he's the first Rams touchdown in franchise history to have at least 25 touchdowns and fewer than 10
1: interceptions. Oh, quarterback. Quarterback. Which, tw- touchdowns, 25 touchdowns, fewer than 10 picks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the, the single-digit number, the lowest number on there, to me, is the most impressive. Yep, the seven yeah. interceptions. Because it's not like Sean McVay is playing conservative. He's not. He's, he's he's letting it rip, and, you know, you've turned it over less than 10 times. Yeah. That's impressive.
0: Mm-hmm. 8.0 yards per attempt, too, which is a really good number. You yeah. want that number in the mid-to-high sevens to the eights. So
1: yeah. it, that, that speaks to it, too. I made this point yesterday with uh, – uh, Les Snead, the GM. I think there's more to Jared Goff's game. He can improve. He's going to improve. Yeah. And there's more to this playbook.
0: Well, heck, he's only Jared Goff is only 23 years old.
1: Oh yeah, he's going to grow.
0: Which yeah. you know, I mean, we talked about it last season, and Les Snead, I believe, brought this up a couple times too. The fact that Jared Goff came in was a 21 year old quarterback, turned mm-hmm. 22 in October. And he was still one of the youngest starting quarterbacks in the league. Still is one of the youngest starting quarterbacks Mm -hmm. in the league um, this season. So that does speak to the way he can grow
1: over the course of the next few years. He's going to get stronger. He's Mm -hmm. going to get his football IQ is going to grow. His time in this offense uh, is going to increase. The more reps you get, the better you are, the more plays you can run. But I'm seeing a lot more grown man throws out of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, than than we've seen in the past. I mean, when he's got to put zip on it, it gets there, and there's no arc on the football. It's a straight shot, and it's accurate. So um, I I think you're going to see more and more of those, kind of like Matt Stafford, how they live up there in Detroit, except with the benefit of a running game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to just live and die off miracle passes. Right. Uh, You can actually be balanced, but your quarterback can put it anywhere. Mm -hmm. So you're getting there with Jared.
0: Yeah, and that's why you you finished the year as the number one scoring team Um, in the league. Um, I I do want to talk, too, about Aaron Donald a little bit because, you know, he missed a lot of the off-season program. He's got a movie coming
1: out, by the way, starring The Rock. It's called Rampage. Yeah, it's basically (laughs) what he does. Yeah, show up, just tear everything down. Movie ends. Next game. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, but that's what it is. That
0: you're advertising Rampage as as
1: a movie? That's pretty much what it is. Show up, destroy everything. (laughs) Movie Rampage, over.
0: No, Rampage was like, it's a, it was a video game. That was I one know. of the
1: first video games I remember playing. And what's, it, and it what's the object of Rampage? Destroy everything. Game? Everything. <laughs> game over. Reset.
0: Right. Rampage, a true story based off the life and times of Aaron Donald. Yes,
1: and the old linemen are the buildings. He's just going from <laughs> building to building. <laughs> when he's done, it's nothing but rubble. I don't even know what to and say anymore. And see, <laughs> Yeah. No, he's tremendous. <laughs> um, You know, uh, JB and uh, Maurice, we were doing that all-access, and we were giving out our, our awards, post or, uh, our 2017 awards. Uh, they asked for most improved, and I said Aaron Donald, and they all laughed. I said, why? He did. <laughs> he got better from last year to this year. I know. Yeah, and he missed all of training camps. Yeah. Yeah. And so, week one. Yeah, so um, – you couldn't block week him 16. You couldn't 17. block him last year. You really can't block him now. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's more improved and well, he's smarter. Well, the the only thing that's I mean it's kind of
0: funny like, ha ha but probably not for, you know, checkbook and, you know, our argument things later. But he had his 12th sack. He forced yeah. the fumble on Mariota. Yeah. and that was a sack until Mario recovered the fumble yeah. and advanced
1: the ball, which is unfortunate. Good, it happened to me. It should happen to him. I, you oh, know, so oh, that's so a sign of respect when they, when they have to actually call in or do the paperwork to the league and say, "Hey, this wasn't a sack." <laughs> I mean, we, we don't want this on our ledger. That that's so cool because we all know what the hell just happened. I know. Yeah. He just beat up your whole play. I also want
0: to point out that DeMarco just said good on what would have been Aaron Donald's 12th sack, which would have broken DeMarco's record. Not the record. Uh, Just having one
1: taken back. (laughs) It happens to all of them. He said, (laughs) but
0: I just want to point out your first reaction to that was good, which it would have broken your record for most sacks by defense. But I'm not saying good for that. I'm
1: actually rooting for the guy to break it, but I'm just Uh, to have a team actually (laughs) go through the, because I was shocked when the 49ers did it to me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, really, you can do that. You you, you snitch my sack away. We all know it's a run play, but why would you do that? <laughs> yes, yeah, so good. I'm glad it happened to him. It happens to everybody. Okay. Yeah. I know you do want him to break the Of sack course record. I, I do. you said that multiple I times. Want, I want, want him to bury court. that record. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: think uh, that he will. <laughs> also on the defensive line, though, are, this, this is technically an outside linebacker, but Matt Longacre is going to be out for yeah. the postseason. He's got that back injury. We know that he did a nice job of rotating in with Robert Quinn throughout the season. He's actually third on the team with five and a half sacks, which yeah. I think speaks to how well – I keep saying speaks to how well. I keep using these verbal crutches – who are you, you know? talking to? I'm talking to the room.
1: Okay. There he is again. He's talking, talking to the room. To. I'm right here. Didn't
0: I? This happened yesterday, Matt. We were, obviously. Yes. Yeah. With obviously. And we were shooting something. You got something stuck on just, a word? Yeah.
1: Okay. That's cool. It just, it keeps I'm happening. I'm not judging you. That's fine. I know. I'm yeah. judging myself. You're, I'm, you're I'm listening being, to those Twitter people again. No, I'm yeah. just,
0: you know, I'm being probably a little too hard on myself in real time. And you got the vest on. Come so on, Coach McVeigh. Give yourself some credit. Listen, it's I got to do good. a better. No, it starts with me and I have to do a better job. Oh, my
1: God. Okay. Sean like McVay just walked that. in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. I
0: think we really look at it, DeMarco. It yeah. starts with
1: his. Wow. I love it. No, but no, yeah. um, I, I'm with you. Matt Longacre, I feel bad for him not being here because yeah. he's earned it. Um, that was the guy that most people had written off in training camp. Well, There's right. no way he's going to be able to find a spot in this defense. Exactly. And here he is. And it was yeah. even
0: talking to him during the season, you got the sense that he even was like, I wasn't sure where I was going to fit because yeah. he's always been that defensive end. And then you put him at outside linebacker, and lo and behold, wow, he actually is yeah.
1: playing really well. I, I told him one day, I think he was still in passes before you know he went on IR. I said, I don't know what to call you, so I just call you football player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I swear, I think if you asked him to play linebacker or, like, safety, he would try and, and find a way to be productive. Yeah. Just some guys can do that. Yeah, yeah.
0: and he's that kind of person. Um, okay, special teams, though. Sam Ficken, obviously, mm-hmm. was a big story after the Tennessee Titans game where he missed a couple kicks. But what McVeigh said and what Fossil has said to various media outlets is they like the way he responded. He responded well. And I think he responded well in this game against the 49ers, too. Mm-hmm. Um, McVeigh even said you probably would have liked to get him more field goal opportunities. The Rams' yeah. offense just wasn't driving down the field. And, oh, by the way, that's because they were playing backups. But he did, Ficken did hit two field goals. Uh, they were 23, 21 yards. Mm-hmm. And then he made the extra point when he had to. And I think the, maybe the most important thing, arguably, well, I don't know if it's the most important thing or not. But there was another important aspect of this, and that's that he had three kickoffs. All of them were touchbacks.
1: Yes. And that's very important. That's very important because you can score on offense. Uh, you know, your, your kicker is a major part of your scoring on this football team. But, I mean, you can put the, the ball in the box. Yes. So it's a little bit different. But, yes. you know, kickoffs, especially in January, in the postseason, um, you want those balls out of play. Yep. That's one more attempt they get to score. Yep. Uh, So if you can limit that by having a guy that can at least bang it out of the back of the end zone, then so be it. I think that's way more important than, you know, I don't want to say accuracy in in field goals. That's that's important. But, you know, the, the argument was let's bring in the veteran. Who has who's who's really accurate from 45 and in. I said, well, what is he giving you on kickoffs? Mm-hmm. Because those three points are one thing, but if he's kicking everything to the one-yard line and they're returning everything, you're actually losing the field position battle, and I don't like that. No yeah. coach likes that. So, yeah, I thought the most important thing that we saw out of him was the kickoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, look, I mean, you're, you're not as good because you don't have your long-range gunner. Greg Zerline is not in the building. He's right. not going to walk through the door anytime soon. So... If you're in the paint, you don't have three points in your back pocket. That, does, that doesn't mean Sunday is lost. Mm-hmm. That just means your decisions get a little bit different. That's all.
0: Yes. And, you know, it, it's just they're not asking Ficken to be Zerline. He's yeah. not going to be Zerline. Fossil said this when they when they initially signed Ficken. But they need Ficken to be the best that he can be.
1: That's it. And,
0: right. you know, they're trying not to ask him to do anything outside of his abilities. Right. But when you're talking about, okay, can you drive the ball through the end zone for a touchback? Right. Can you kick it accurately where we need to get points? That's the most important thing, and that is yeah. something that I think he's showing that he can do.
1: I think they got better from the Tennessee deal when they had an opportunity. That was Zerline range, I believe they were just across the fifty. Remember well, this?
0: They were, yeah, they were. In, it was the first drive. They yes. were in. Um, they're in field goal range for Zerline. Zerline field goal range, Yeah, ranges, because right. it was about a 50-yard field goal. Right. And instead they went with that fake punt. Right. Which kind of worked, but Johnny just underthrew uh,
1: Correct. Thomas. So, I mean, that's an idea or an indication of their decision-making from those points. Yeah. Uh, we're not in Zerline range. Right. So we're not really in field goal range for this football team as it stands. Right.
0: And I'm, that's something that we're definitely going to have to monitor. Right. Um, this week as the Rams go- are going to take on the Atlanta Falcons. So mm-hmm. what changes with postseason football?
1: The intensity gets ratcheted up, man. Um, it's, it's real. Uh, and I told this story to JB just yesterday. I did succumb to the pressure. I, I will admit that. My first playoff game ever, it kind of got to me, the environment. And I realized, man, that was like the first time I'd actually had pads on me at that point in time in a year. Never through college. I mean, yeah, through college. I mean, a January 1st bowl, and then I was off. But before that, I had like a month off. So playing football that long was new. Mm -hmm. Each step, each rep I'm taking is new ground for me. So that all came into play pregame. It kind of got to me. Um, But then you settle down, you see the ball in the air. It's just football, go play. So everyone's going to have to deal with that in certain aspects, um, going out there and playing. But I'll tell you this. This is where if you want to get played as a guy that's a difference maker in the National Football League. I mean, everyone gets paid well in this game. You know this. But if you want to get paid as a difference maker, the guys that make the most money, right. this is when you earn it. Mm-hmm. This is when you go nose to nose with, say, Julio Jones and turn him back. Mm-hmm. This is when you take on an entire defense by yourself if you're Todd Gurley and absolutely rip it. Yeah. Uh, this is how you separate yourself from – a regular season guy to a postseason, possibly championship contender.
0: Right, and this is this is the time that they have to do it. Um, yeah. So looking at the Falcons, this is a team, and we alluded to this earlier. It scored 200 fewer points mm-hmm. this year um, than last year. What do you see on film? For we'll start with their offense. What do you see there?
1: Well, Matt Ryan, um, like we talked about that that hangover. I mean, the the the, the base of their offense is good. I love their offensive line. It's like an old-school Denver Bronco-type offensive line, except without the cutting. Hmm. I mean, the same attention to detail. I I think the similarities between a Tom Nalen that was in Denver, who I think might be a Pro Bowler or is going to the Pro Bowl at some point. I think he might already be in at center. Same thing with Alex Mack. They can do things other teams can't do. Alex Mack. You almost called him I'm (laughs) sorry. Alex Mack. I want to respect this guy. (laughs) I'm sorry. But they can do things that other offenses can't do because of that guy. Yes. I mean, he is absolutely tremendous. So, in the run game – they're very professional. They're, they're light in the pants, but they're very, very quick. Well, and they'll get position on you in a heartbeat.
0: Right. It, it goes back to what Kyle Shanahan was doing, when, mm-hmm. which is why you're talking about the Denver exactly. Broncos. That's yes. Mike Shanahan's son. Mike Shanahan, obviously, former head coach of the Denver Broncos. But what Dan Quinn was saying on the conference call um, with some of us in the L.A. media a couple days ago is that... They wanted to keep that base Mm -hmm. of the outside zone, the stretch reads, under Steve Sarkeesian, who is now their offensive coordinator um, down in Atlanta. So that's why a lot of that stuff still looks kind of the same, even though Kyle Shanahan is now in San Francisco.
1: Well, you watch them, man. I mean, they're great at what they do with those zone blocks. I mean, they'll have everybody hooked up front. Five guys are blocking five. They've got all the blocks. It's The running back has to beat one man, and then it's off to the races. And if he can't beat that one guy, you'll see those O-linemen give him a look. Really, you can't beat him? (laughs) Uh, Really, I mean, really, you can't beat him? It's almost like a challenge. And then all of a sudden, Freeman or whoever starts carrying the football, and they start defeating that single, that that one guy you can't block, and then it's off to the races running. So it's a similar sort of offense with a quarterback that can throw off play action. Or if it's third and a mile, and you've got to pick up, you know, a, a a big chunk of yardage to pick up the first down. Well, he can get it there, and you've got receivers to catch it. So mm-hmm. they're a good offense, a very, very good offense. Well, they're efficient, too, and they, yeah. they
0: get down the field and they score points. I think we saw that last week when they were playing the Carolina Panthers, and even though, you know, they're in position to... Maybe score more points, mm-hmm. but they're getting down the field, and you know when it's the second half, they're kicking those field goals, right. and Bryant is making sure that they're getting points. It's almost a little bit like the way the Rams' offense was functioning kind of earlier in the yeah. season. They can get down the field and they can get points on you. Yeah, it's important to hold those points to field goals rather than touchdowns.
1: Every so. round that they, every drive, I consider it a round. They're doing damage. It may not be max damage, but it's a little bit of damage mm-hmm. by the fourth quarter. You're a bloody mess. Yeah. And then they've got you right where they want you if they don't turn the ball over. So, I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. This is a very credible offense. Now, you can say they're not as good as last year. You can make that mistake if you want. Right. Yeah. I mean, they can move the football down. I'll say this. Julio Jones, over 1,400 yards receiving and only three touchdowns. Yep. I mean, there, there's your scoring there. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're stopping the guy. Sure. Yeah, he's having his way with anybody's defense.
0: Well, I think what people are sort of underestimating or maybe overstating, I don't know, is that he had 6 touchdowns last year, mm-hmm. right? And he has 3 this year. Mm-hmm. So 3 touchdowns is is significant, but it's not that it's not as far off, I think, as people make it seem like it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I
1: mean, they may not be scoring touchdowns, but they're putting you in the red zone a lot. Right. Yeah, they're getting down the field. They can move the ball with the best of them.
0: Well, how about those two backs, uh, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman? Yeah. I think in the Saints game um, from week 16, yeah. you kind of saw the, the, the Saints limit what they were doing with, um, with the Falcons, I should say. The this, you, Let me take a timeout here. Go ahead. All right. You saw the Saints kind of limit the Falcons in terms of what they were doing with their backs, especially out of the backfield. True. And then last week against the Panthers, they really went back to that um, with Freeman. You look at Freeman, I think he had eight receptions, somewhere around 80 yards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do the Rams have to contend with that?
1: Well, it's similar, man. I mean, similar to what, you know, Sean McVay and, and Jared Goff and Todd Gurley are given defenses. I mean, they'll get you out of the backfield with those screens. Right. Um, I mean, I love to pause it when they do run a screen. You'll catch four defenders up the field with a quarterback and one blocker, and they've got four offensive linemen going down the field against your second level. And those guys are coming back from 15 yards and up. So uh, it's all about the timing and where Matt Ryan puts the football, where any quarterback puts the football. And for the most part, they're accurate, and and they're very, very timely, and they've got good quick backs. So as soon as they make that catch – It's in an advantageous spot, so all they have to do is turn north and south and get yards. And if they make a guy miss, it's off to the races again. So uh, the same things we love about this offense is the same thing that makes them successful on the other side. Um, Now, they don't have an MVP like Todd Gurley at running back, but they do have guys that can hurt you. Mm -hmm. There's two of them out there. Yes,
0: and that's what um, the Rams definitely have to look at. Uh, I quickly want to go to Grady Jarrett on Mm -hmm. their defensive
1: line because
0: I think he can be a game wrecker. In a lot of ways, he was against Carolina. Mm-hmm. What, what do you see from his technique?
1: Well, this is funny. I mean, if we go back to the old Denver Broncos, San Francisco 49ers, well, Dan Quinn kind of came up at the tail end of the 49er dominance, the late 90s. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he took that same similar approach to excellence and discipline on defense and just to team building to Atlanta. And if you look at their defensive staff, Bryant Young is there. I mean, some of the 49ers' best players on defense are coaching Atlanta's defense, and you can see it through how they play. So uh, they're very tenacious. They, they get after you with four. Um, they make it like a Super G slalom course, right? Those wickets and gates aren't going to move. I mean, they're going to play very disciplined defense in pass coverage yeah. and against the run. Um, it's, it, it all depends on how fast you get through there. But they're not going to beat themselves. You don't see any freelancing going on. Uh, th- the defense is better than the sum of their parts. Uh, they really get after you with all 11 they pursue hard. Uh, you can get them with misdirection, but if you get into like I, I like to say a hitter's count or a pitcher's count, if it's third and a long, third and long, they've got fast guys that can get to your quarterback in a blink. So right. if they get you where they want you, chances are they're going to get out.
0: Well, whether that's Jared or Vic Beasley yeah. Jr., both of those guys um, can can really kind of wreck a game. Um, one thing that has come has come up over the course of this week is that the the Falcons play this cover three structure, Mm -hmm. right, that goes back to the Seahawks and what the Seahawks do. Same thing. Yes, because Dan Quinn was with the Seahawks. And Robert Sala, who is the 49ers defensive coordinator, also was with the Seahawks. And you can say Jacksonville's defensive coordinator.
1: Guess where we're going to be. We're going to be in cover three. Right. We're not going to change. That's what I'm saying. So
0: (laughs) are are there things that, guys have said, okay, yes, they they play that same structure, the Mm -hmm. cover three, um, and the Rams have seen that probably seven times Mm -hmm. over the course of the regular and preseason. Are there things that you can tell from Atlanta that make them a little bit different than what the Rams have seen so far this year?
1: No, uh, it's it's pretty similar. It's it's a standard defense. Like you said, they, they sacrifice size for speed, and they've got guys that can pursue, uh, but they're not overly tricky. Yeah. Um, they don't have the Legion of Boom. You know, sure, they, well, they didn't have a Cam Chancellor out Se- there.
0: Seattle doesn't even have the Legion of Boom but, anymore. But
1: when they did, same deal. It was just a little bit of a little bit more oomph when they got to the football. They don't have a Bobby Wagner middle linebacker. Sure. Uh, so they're not, I don't, I don't want to say not as good, they're just, they don't have top 100 players on defense, but it's a similar scheme. It's still going to make you have to sing for your supper and work for it because they're going to come up and make tackles.
0: Sing for your supper, I like that you Oh yeah,
1: that. I mean, if tight end, if you catch a pass on the hash marks, know you're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. Hold on to the football because they're trying to rip it out. Uh, if you're going deep, just know it's, you're going to have to fight for it. There's a safety there that's going to come over and contest. Uh, Like you said, with Jared Goff or your offensive line, if it's third and a mile, they're going to get those ends wide, those tackles are going to be wide, and they're flying off the football. So it's a personal challenge. You don't have to wonder where they're going to be. They're going to be right there. You just have to block them or or break tackles. Right Right.
0: Right. now, They have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in the last four Mm -hmm. games, and I was talking to Jamon Brown about this yesterday, and he said that Yeah, we kind of do sort of take it as a challenge because Mm -hmm. we know who we've got behind us running the football. Mm -hmm. And we know what we've done against top competition, you know. And it's interesting because you you look at the way the Rams ran the ball against the Eagles, who came in as the number one rush defense. Mm -hmm. You look at the way they ran the ball up in Seattle. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the way they did it against Tennessee. Mm -hmm something's got to give here because this is two good off and good offense and a good defense and they're going to clash
1: at some point like if we don't have the knock on wood the takeaway is if you don't shoot yourself in the foot with Mm -hmm. turnovers or pre-snap penalties and you keep all things equal like first and second down first and 10 second and medium you'll keep your third down short yeah and that's not a knock on atlanta that's me saying how good this offense can be with Todd Gurley. So, you know, it stands to wonder how Sean McVay is going to attack this defense first. Are you going to come out firing? Or are you going to run the football? Um, I, I think offensive, offenses have tried both ways against Atlanta. I think the teams have had the most success, start out slamming the ball at them mm-hmm. and then start to throw off play action, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter they start to wilt. So I would imagine it would be a similar type game plan for for the Rams versus the Falcons. Yeah,
0: I'm really looking forward to this one. Me too. It's going to be my, it's going to be the first playoff game I've ever attended, let alone covered. Really?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Cleveland. Oh, my bad. Sorry, man. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Which is kind of funny, but like, no, I, I just think the atmosphere and everything about this game, you know, the first playoff game in Los Angeles in over 20 years, you know, what's funny, actually, I looked this up, Wade Phillips, was on the field as the opposing head coach for the last... Playoff game in the Coliseum.
1: You're kidding me! Oh. wow!
0: Yeah, he was the Broncos' head coach, and they lost to the Raiders. God, he's back the after the traveler. 1993. I love season.
1: it. No, yeah. oh, think of his notes. I know. Oh my God! Right? Yes. I can't wait for the book. Has he written the book yet? He has written a book. You haven't read his book, son of bum. I haven't read his book. No. You got to read the book. I got to read it's the good. book. Is it I, interesting? Yeah, it okay. is. Lots yeah. of stories. Fascinating. I, I want the real stuff. Yeah. I know. Yeah, tell. I want names and numbers and circumstance. He's
0: got names in there.
1: And circumstance. I want everything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't right. say Joe Palooka. I, I want to hear the guy. Okay. Yeah.
0: Single most important thing the Rams have to do to beat the Falcons this week.
1: Oh, man. Um, be ready to play on Saturday. That's number one. I mean, that's, that's a little bit different. Um, you haven't done that before. Um, you're going to have to gas it up. It's a late game. It is. Yeah.
0: Five fifteen kickoff. So,
1: I mean, that's the body clock deal. But uh, it, it breaks down to everything we've said for, like, the last 16, 17 weeks. Take care of the football, number one. Yeah. Uh, you can't have takeaways in the postseason. If you do, that's a problem. Uh, especially with Matt Ryan, they know how to capitalize. So that's number one. Number two, um, when it's time for you to make a play, as a player, no matter who you are, either offense or defense or special teams, when it's time for you to make a play, you have to make it.
0: Being at your best when your yeah. best is required—that's yes. another Sean McVayism.
1: Absolutely. You hear it all the time. That's the one thing you—you you don't get—you don't get them back in the postseason. Yeah. Like oh, you know what? I'll get it next time. No, nope. you mean you'll get it next year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the intensity of postseason. All right, everybody. I
0: am really looking forward to this one. I know that you are too. So Saturday, five fifteen at the Coliseum. We hope to see you there. And if not, kickoff is going to be at five fifteen, which I just said on NBC. And of course, you can listen to the call on ESPN LA with Demarco, MJD, We're and JB Long. We, we are out of timeouts. See? Yeah, we just got to spike the ball the clock. on fourth
1: down. He's that quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I
0: hope not. <laughs> Enjoy the game, everybody. We'll see you next week.